0: So I just talking to
1: alright dear. Hello, I'm Nana, and if you enjoy listening to my sweetheart's talk on this show, maybe tell a friend of yours, and maybe they can enjoy it too. And if you would like to see this little show go a little bit further, maybe check out the darling's buy me a coffee account. Alright. Okay honey, you can go ahead with your flashlight thing now. <laughs> Gentlemen, please take your seats, the spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. On this evening's episode, we've got That Kyle. And this episode is going to be one of Chris's... uh, We used to call it Chris's Corners. We're currently looking for a new title for it. So maybe if you have an idea, we'll uh, put a poll down in the bottom in there, and, and people can either vote or put in a suggestion. We'll figure something out. Anyways, I'm going to shut up and send it over to Chris. And Sarah is here too because of her wrestling expertise.
2: Sup, bitches. Hello, it's Chris. And with us, we have that Kyle. You can say hi, Kyle. Hi. Hi, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, for our uh, random questions that we've got written down here for you, first one is what got you into wrestling?
0: Oh geez! Well, um, definitely it was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Nice. Uh, seeing him in a Hulk Hogan documentary that my mom happened to be watching at one point, and like I think I was like in and out of my room, like because I was like playing video games or something. And um, she happened to be watching this documentary on Hulk Hogan. I've never really cared about Hulk Hogan because I've like never really been a fan of like the whole like big dude you know, um, you know, overpowering everybody and whatever, right? unstoppable force, whatever, never been a fan. But when I saw a dude in a kilt that was like spitting in his face, you know, uh, telling him how much he sucked, you know what I mean? And being just so awesome. Roddy Piper is definitely the reason I got into wrestling. I started getting like the video games, like legends of wrestling for the game cube, was like the first wrestling video game I ever had and I always played as Roddy Piper like I always put my friends in sleeper holds they hated it you know what I mean like <laughs> <laughs> that kind of shit
1: <laughs> I remember a lot of those uh early days like even before the GameCube games and like when you started to get into like GameCube and PlayStation 2 and stuff like that that's when a lot of the wrestling games got really really good
0: Straight up, like, uh, SmackDown vs. Raw 2004 was, like, another one I grabbed. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it was just called SmackDown vs. Raw. But uh, I had the 2006, the 2007, 2008, like, you know, like, basically, like, all the way until, uh, I think it was 2019, I bought every single one, and I didn't buy 2K20 because of how bad uh, everybody said that it was.
2: But on 2K22, you have six different That Kyle's.
0: No, that's, that's Ryder Furlong's fault. You have to, that, that has nothing to do with me. If you even look, it's it's Ryder Furlong that posted them and it's, and it's them that, that, that made it. So like, like that's not me, <laughs> even though it is perfectly represented. Like, it's like, you know, my shorts look perfect and everything. I'm a little skinny. I'm not, uh, I'm not thrilled about how skinny I was, but yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Question two. Where did you do your training?
0: I did my training at uh, Squared Circle Training, which is no longer with us. Uh my trainer was Rob Flaggo, um or El Flaggo as some people may know. Um oh, he had another name as well, uh Dirty Sanchez
1: at one <laughs> point.
0: <laughs> and um uh I was I, I went uh, uh the second week of January in 2012. And uh, I was there for about three years. Um, I was there during the time that uh, like guys like Bon Vertigo and uh, Kobe Durst, uh, Gabriel Fuerza, um, who's the other guys? Uh, like Tyler Thomas, if you know him. Jason um, Uh John Greed helped train me. Um, Sebastian Suave, Marcus Marquez, uh, guys like that um Ashley Six for a second like he would pop in every once in a while I really liked him uh
2: and Jason Chase
0: of course Jason Chase duh I was actually getting to Jason Chase he was my bully he bullied me because uh we always uh were compared to each other because we looked similar the only difference was he was ginger and I was not and uh <laughs> he did not like that like legitimately and and hated that that we were called step brothers and stuff like he Uh, bullied me legit like called me sloth from the goonies you know what I mean and like that was my nickname and um you know it, it was bad like for a bit but like he pushed me you know and 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 he saw that I was you know taking it the right way and shit. And at one point he gave me the fist bump and he stopped calling me sloth. He said, good job, Kyle. You know what I mean? And that always stuck with me. He looked at me, he looked at me in the eye and called me Kyle for the first time. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: So,
0: and we've been pretty much best friends ever since. So,
2: yeah. Um, now I know a lot of our audience won't understand, maybe understand this question, but I've seen the no ring North show. How did you come up with the name that Kyle?
0: Okay, see this is where I can't take credit because if you watch the uh, No Ring North Volume 2, I'm known as uh, Kyle, just simply Kyle, nothing else. Um, Because the whole gimmick is Kyle from the memes, right? So I figured that 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 was probably enough and if I gave myself like a last name or something like it might get lost in translation what I was trying to do or something. So I was just simply Kyle and then it came time to be on like another show that No Ring North was going to do but we ended up uh not being able to do it because of like covid restrictions and stuff it was supposed to happen in october of 2020 and i was supposed to be against uh, the mechanic doc richards actually and um i was supposed to be in a in a cage match with him uh no ring cage match and um i had done a um like a preview for it and everything and i was just calling myself kyle but when the poster came out because they had done as far as to make like uh you know match graphics and stuff and um it was you know doc richard damage doc against uh that kyle and i was like that kyle i'm like i'm like interesting like that's kind of cool i'm like i'm like that kyle like because everybody knows that kyle you know what i mean like you know it's like oh it's that kyle from the memes right and i gotta i gotta say that it was probably warhead that did that it was probably chad that that uh that that put that together and he's the one who came up with that kyle and i just like stuck it like you know what i mean i would just be kyle to this day if that poster wasn't a thing
2: (laughs) yeah but on the no ring north show you're playing a different character i can't remember that character's name the english guy Oh yes, Kiel Bruton. That's his name. Yes,
0: just... yes. Um the the whole the whole gimmick there was um I was actually concussed when uh good guy Greg or uh Jason Chase uh did a moonsault off of a tool uh, bench thing um and I was laying on a car And uh, he uh, under-rotated slightly and kneed me directly in the face and uh, knocked me right out. And uh, the whole gimmick of No Ring North is there is no ref. So the guys that are around count the one, two, three, right? And what happened was I was legitimately knocked out to the point where Greg did actually pin me one, two, three. And, like, they had to, like, check on me for a second. So, like, essentially what that was was the uh, production guy, uh, Jer. He had the brilliant idea of uh, having me do the whole Kiel Bruton interview thing as, like, a weird, um, like, interspersed somewhere, and that's where he chose to put it, was, um, like, an inside the the actor's mind thing, or weirdly, th- whatever he did, which is so good, like, the editing job is so ridiculously good, um, and then they, after that little skit is over, it reverts back to the match, And, uh, he's able to, you know, um, restart it, uh, you know, from where it was, but every, every, uh, part of that match afterwards, I'm completely concussed. So if you wonder why I have no offense in that match, it's because I didn't know what offense was. (laughs) Oh yeah.
2: I've, I've heard the stories about that match.
0: (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, uh, uh, sadly, it did leave, uh, good guy, Greg, it did leave him with a scar that he'll never get rid of. And, uh, it did just miss his rat tattoo uh his memorial tattoo for his uh, pet rats um so he was very uh thankful that i was able to miss uh the tattoo when i gave him the scar
2: yeah <laughs> what got you into deathmatch wrestling
0: warhead <laughs> um <laughs> see um like okay so me personally like in death matches
2: or me like becoming a fan of the genre becoming a fan of the the genre and
0: of the genre okay so um when i was younger i used to be like and i still am a huge fan of insane clown posse and um i would like basically seek out anything that they were a part of and uh one of those things was jcw obviously juggalo championship Wrestling, and. um Madman Pondo was a big part of their, uh, you know, shows and stuff and Necro Butcher and uh, Corporal Robinson and uh, so many guys like that. Right. And um, through becoming fans of those guys through JCW, I was able to find stuff like IWA Mid-South and uh, CZW and, um, you know, there's a couple other ones like, uh, yeah. I, Daddy, deep South and stuff like that, but we don't talk about them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, basically when I like, when I saw these guys were, were willing to put themselves through, um, you know, and like finding out that like Mick Foley and, and Terry Funk and, and, and guys like that were in Japan and like, you know, it wasn't necessarily, uh, started in Japan. Like Onita actually traveled to, um, uh, what was it, Memphis? Yeah. It was actually Memphis, and he had witnessed some of the stuff that went down there, and he kind of took some of the stuff back with him and kind of, like, turned the, like, intensity, like, way up. Like, in Japan, they're crazy. Like, they're absolutely not. Still to this day, there's nobody more violent in deathmatches than, than in Japan. It's absolutely the, crazy. The original
2: Inferno so, match. Mick. Oh, hundred 100%. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, explosion
0: matches, you know, uh, Piranha, uh, exploding rings, you know, uh, barbed wire just all these crazy things and like uh that what the americans also ended up doing too is innovating stuff like uh you know like i'm not sure if they innovated but like stuff like light tubes became obsessed with stuff like light tubes and stuff like uh gusset plates and stuff like that um and then uh it becomes like sort of this huge huge um cult following right and i am obsessed with cult things like i love like horror movies that nobody else knows i love all this kind of stuff right so i'm immediately attracted to all that kind of stuff and you know that's you know that's that's basically it and i'm still a fan of this day because of that sort of thing I
2: have a question. okay sarah mm-hmm. has a question for you so of course. as a, a fan of the death matches and stuff who influenced you to start doing it
0: um who influences me yes yeah Okay, so uh, definitely Madman Pondo for sure, um, and uh, a wrestler from Japan called Jun Kasai is a huge, huge, huge influence on me. I absolutely love the attitude that he has toward everything, the you know the humor that he has, the 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 sense of uh, creativity and stuff like that. Uh, guys like Danny Havoc, when it comes to creativity and stuff like that, when it comes to like um, resiliency and whatnot, like guys like Alex Colon and uh necro butcher and um these guys are able to like kind of absorb all this punishment and and uh even classics like wife beater and uh nick mondo you know what i mean like these guys like have gone on record of saying that they have like you know bad childhoods and this that and and they're able to put themselves through this much pain and whatnot because they you know they have that in them you know what i mean you gotta you kind of have to have like something about you you know to be able to put yourself through that and whatnot and those are definitely the guys that I, that influence me. The, the creative guys, the guys that, you know, um, that, that weave a lot of story in and, and are really creative with the stuff that they do.
2: Okay. Um, next question. What's, what has been your favorite match so far?
0: That I've had? Yes. Um, I have to say in, in like, okay. In terms of like, like fandom. I was in the ring with Madman Pondo. So, and like, I even took like uh, one of my moves uh, from him uh, because when I was a kid, I watched this show or something that said, uh, you know, it had something to do with a demon and uh, if the demon bites you then and you survive, you absorb some of its power. And that stayed with me my whole life. So any legendary figure that I've, you know, idolized or whatever, Uh, that I end up facing that I lose to, I'm going to take one of their moves. That's my whole thing. So uh, Green Phantom, you're out there, too. I'm I'm taking something from you as well. Um, (laughs) So, um, but definitely um, in terms of like, um, like favorite match where I'm able to watch it and kind of be really, really proud of like what we were able to do is definitely with Tyler Arrow at uh, New Frontier uh, Brimstone um the last one on one match I had of twenty twenty. It was it was just really, really great. It's not uh, out yet, but at, on YouTube there's a music video I put together um on Gimmick Video Productions YouTube. Uh that's really, really good. And um I don't want to give too much away, but it's a really, really good match. It's not out yet. Like they haven't released it.
2: Yeah. So. Okay, so um what other than death proof matches, what are your favorite type of matches to have personally um
0: other than um interesting um see one-on-one wrestling matches with me i really enjoy because i'm able to kind of show um like what i can do without the hardcore element and uh you know i was trained by rob fuego and um you know he's he's like known for producing like really really good wrestlers and uh you know, I would never consider myself on the level of dudes like, you know, Kobe Durst or like Vaughn Vertigo. You know what I mean? Like, these are dudes that I look up to and I was in the same class as them. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, um, but, you know, I, I consider myself a really, really good wrestler. I consider myself very good at it. I just consider story and uh, things like that more important in a wrestling match than than getting a bunch of moves. You know, for the first few matches I had, I only had a few moves. You know, I was really just trying to get the character, you know, across to people and whatnot, and be like, this is who I am, and like, you know, and you know,
2: well, I was I'm... at one of your first shows, um, as that Kyle with CPW, <clears throat> and I'll never forget the night, like when I met you that night, to see like your in ring work, and then to talk to you, um, outside of the match, it was like all talking to two different people and. Like, completely, like, I was just blown away by, like, how sincere you were to the fans and stuff like that, because, like, well, no, keep going, because that was, like, one of the things that I, like, hearing that you were a death match guy, right? Because, like, unfortunately, some people have put that label on you, right, as a death proof match guy, and then you go back and. You see somebody work a a normal singles match and people are like, oh, shit, this kid can actually work. And and to see that you're not this hardcore guy that's stuck up and, you know, too too worried about drinking a monster and stuff like that. And (laughs) uh, interacting with the fans was just crazy. Well, the thing about it
0: is I've always been among, like, the school of thought that the fans are what matter like they're the ones that pay to see everything and whatever right so i've always been like one to be a man of the people even even though i'm not necessarily the most like you know fan-friendly personality in the ring sometimes or in the no ring or whatever right like they're chanting you know fuck you kyle like you know what i mean <laughs> f-u-h-q you know what i mean yeah. like they're they're chanting it at me right and then, and i encourage it because like they're having the best time hating me You know what I mean? And like and sometimes people really actually get behind that. Like there was uh, one fan at a CPW show. His name's Paul. Um, He had never seen me before. And uh, I have my monster bat, uh, my bat that is covered in monster cans. And um he was held his uh fist out for a fist bump during my entrance and uh he was too far away, so I fist bumped him with my monster bat and he uh actually like appreci he thought that was so cool and appreciated that like that he messaged me on Instagram later. He's like, dude, I'm a fan of like anything that you do from here on out just like just 'cause you did that. And I'm just like, yo, like that's like what matters. You know what I mean? Like that feeling that you get from that and, and stuff. So I've always kind of loved that. And, 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 and to anybody who calls me a deathmatch match, dude, I like that. Like, don't, don't say that it's unfortunate. I am a deathmatch guy. I'm a wrestler that does deathmatches. Like, and that's fine. Like, you know what I mean? I, I really like, I, I'd really like the stigma to kind of go away where it's just like guys that are sort of willing to kind of, you know, put themselves through a little bit extra, you know what I mean? Aren't looked at as like stigmatized, you know what I mean? Like, I love everybody. Like, I just want to be friends with everybody. And if somebody's against that, then, you know, they can go on their way and I'll go on mine. No big deal, right? Like, yeah. Deathmatch guys are some of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. And, like, you know, they've, you know.
2: That's a brotherhood.
0: Yeah. Those guys they, are. They really welcomed me. They really welcomed me in. And, like, some some guys I've never even met, like, hardcore. Like, his name's Dick. Hardcore. He's, uh, he's been a supporter of mine since I started. Like, you know what I mean? And then. Uh, guys like, um, Remington Roar. I've never met him, but he's my friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, it's really cool. Like the whole atmosphere is different than anything I've ever experienced.
2: Now, I know you got to go down to Quebec. This, I, I don't have this question written, but what was the experience like going down for that tournament?
0: It changed my life. Like I definitely became a better person, uh, after that tournament just from the ride up from with the guys that you can actually see a little bit of on my YouTube channel. It's by uh Kyle Cam. Like the last one I did is called Quebec is awesome. Um it cr- kind of chronicles the trip a little bit. But uh, even what you didn't see um it, it it really meant a lot to me. And uh like uh that tournament, like um the mesh with uh Matt Cash and Tyler Hill and Stingray something something really cool uh a little story that i've never told before um stingray in in that match did a uh uh, whisper in the wind off of the stage and uh we were all supposed to kind of catch him when he did it right but um this poor guy under rotated and uh had his head like landing toward the floor so i took an actual step forward and actually like grabbed him out of the air and like fell for him and like he fell like on top of me and like I legitimately like saved his life like you know what I mean like this is like and that meant like a lot to me like I was able to like react in a moment and like you know I made a difference you know what I mean like that that made a lot that meant a lot to me and then the fact that you know it was on tv in Quebec and like there's a whole different language like when I came out it was crickets Like nobody knew what to think of me. And like, I'm coming out with like a a cowbell that has a gusset plate on it. So you can kind of see that you can see that it's a cowbell, but you can't really see there's a gusset on it. So like, I kind of like, like went up to the fans, and I kind of showed them what it was. And they were like, kind of had their mouths open, like, oh, like, you know what I mean? And like, even though it was a different language, I was able to kind of like get my stuff across or whatever. And they were able to kind of absorb it. And uh, they, they took really well to me. And I'm a huge, huge fan of FML. And, like, the guy who runs it, Eric, is awesome. And, like, uh, you know, people like Kat Von Goth and, uh, you know, uh, Diablo Person and, like, uh, Freddie Crow. These are all people you should look up on YouTube, guys, because they're freaking awesome.
2: Okay. Now we have to ask the ultimate question. How did the whole That Kyle dad storyline come about (laughs) i knew you were gonna ask this
0: okay so strap in and pack a lunch because this one's a long one um (laughs) no I'll, i'll try to shorten it up so um basically what it was was there's a tournament that happened in windsor uh that nobody's ever seen because the footage is actually still being worked on um and i actually uh made it to like spoiler alert i made it to the finals of this uh, tournament. And at one point, I'm uh, cowbelling everybody, like doing something different with the cowbell uh, to everybody in the match. And uh, PD Skills is about to get it. And he's off to the side. And he, uh, in order to kind of, you know, um, break my concentration, he says to me, Hey, yo, MFR. I'm your real dad, and at this point, genuinely, I was so exhausted in this match from having another match before this, that I was going to throw up anyway, but I took that opportunity (laughs) to go straight for the, to make a cartoon face, reaction face for the camera, and head straight for the trash can, and uh, I start puking for real in the trash can. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then um, I go back to the match when I'm finished, right? And, like, finish and everything and whatever. So um, at this point, I had a, a couple videos on YouTube about guys that were, like, you know, that I claimed were my father because I'm Kyle and I don't have a dad. You know what I mean? So I'm looking for my wrestler dad. So Neil Diamond Cutter and Mad Pondo, Nick Gage, um, and, like, a couple others were, like, claiming to not be my dad, right? and um so pd skills actually took that opportunity to mess with me completely and so i believed him for uh for a full ass year and uh i tortured him because he wasn't there for me um any match that he was or any match that he was in the fans chanted uh kyle's dad um even if i wasn't in it they they chanted kyle's dad at him that was amazing um yeah it's great like because i was able to kind of make that a thing because of my videos online and my antics during the shows and everything like that and like the commentary dudes really helped me out too because they were um in on it as well like they were like you know his dad and blah, blah blah and pd skills is you know sp- supposedly that kyle's father like nobody like fully confirmed it and some people were like fully behind it and other people weren't and like skills was like 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 seemingly like behind it but like wasn't if that makes sense like even today I like he's he's dad like you know what i mean Like, like like what up pops like you know what i mean like like even though it's confirmed that he's not my real dad like it's a whole thing but like the the subtext behind everything was uh like uh i don't have a dad in real life like my dad left me you know and my mom like you know when we were when i was young and shit and you know i didn't see much of a father figure beyond like the stepdad i had who was like a total jerk and like i don't want to go into that but like it was bad and um so like i don't know the whole end game of it all was for me to like you know eventually quote unquote conquer you know my daddy issues you know what i mean and bpd yeah. skills have him you know admit you know i'm not your dad and have me with the whole like it doesn't matter that you're not my dad it doesn't matter that i don't know who my dad is because i did it without him you know what i mean like yeah. and i want everybody to know that if they didn't grow up without a dad it doesn't mean that they are dead like bad it's like different in a bad way like you know what i mean like you can still do it
2: you know what i mean yeah 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 hold I, on a i second.
1: i really admire the long term storytelling
2: in that cuz you made it it sounds like it lasted a long time and made it count it was able to be recognized through the independence. We were able
0: to stretch it across a few different promotions. Yeah. Too. Yeah. We were really, really proud of that. Like we still are. You know, like that thing between us isn't over. Like there is gonna be a third match at some point. He still has that No Ring North hybrid title, stuff like that. So, you know, eventually there will be another match.
1: Good. Uh I have a question for you. Uh do you currently hold any titles?
0: I don't. I do not hold any titles. Um, I was in contention for the IWS uh, Canadian Championship against the Green Phantom at one point. I was uh, in a three-way match for the Courage Pro Wrestling Hamilton Heritage Pro uh, Championship. Um, I've been in a couple of tournaments for championships, but I haven't uh, touched gold yet,
2: sadly. Well, you have touched gold. It's just not your gold. It's
0: not mine, no. uh, Like, if I'm being honest, the uh, No Ring North hybrid title is my baby. It's my untapped, you know, potential in, like, human form. (laughs) And one day I shall hold it.
2: (laughs) And for our listeners, if you haven't, if you don't know what No Ring North is, check it out on YouTube. The title is the most epic title going. I don't care, I don't know where, war- who come up with the design for that title, but it is amazing.
0: It is genuinely incredible, and the fact that my two favorite colors are green and purple, uh, uh you know, factor into my want of that belt.
2: <laughs> Alright, Um. here's one for you. Do you regret not working a mat?
1: Do I regret
0: not working a match? Um, there was uh, the King of Combat tournament with New Frontier that I couldn't be a part of, that I was going to be a part of, but I couldn't because I actually had a chest infection that was, like, ridiculously bad. I couldn't hold a full breath. You know what I mean? Like, I was coughing ridiculously. There was absolutely no way that I was going to be able to work a good match with Tyler Hill. So they actually replaced me with a dude named Ethan Strong. And uh, if you check that out on Twitch, you can see how he did. Um But anyway, so that I regret. It really sucks. Um, I regret not being able to face Akira in um, Quebec because that's who, you know, uh, went on to face round two in in our match. Matt Cash ended up winning that and and went on to uh, face Akira. And I'm a huge, huge admirer of Akira. Even though him and I are the same age, I'm still like a huge, huge admirer of him. And uh, I've able to been able to meet him twice now. He's been on my vlog, you know. He's a, he, he's uh, on Instagram um, and whatnot. Like he's a really great dude and, and an incredible, innovative wrestler. Like not even just Deathmatch guy. Incredibly innovative, just wrestler. So, like he's what I aspire to become. So like you know, like I'm not sure what the original question was, but <laughs> I'm it, going on a tangent. <laughs> it, it's
2: okay. It's okay. It happens a lot on this uh, this podcast um this is a question from sarah have you ever uh or have you suffered any major injuries other than the concussion that you talk about with uh good guy greg
0: i wouldn't consider them like relatively like major injuries but like i have some new scars on my body like definitely since i've started uh doing hardcore stuff and and uh like Tyler Hill gave me a little um, uh, Harry Potter uh, lightning bolt up near my um, hairline uh, from a barbed wire uh, crutch shot that he gave me in Quebec. And awesome. um, there's actually a part of my the side of my head that uh, like a very, very small uh, line. Uh, the, the, of scar tissue where hair doesn't grow. So if I shave my head right down, the stubble isn't there. So it looks like Wade Wilson from Deadpool, and I think it's really cool. Um, <laughs> nice. And then uh, on my back, there's uh, scars from light tubes, again, from Montreal. My first time taking light tubes, there's scars from that that won't go away. Um, uh, I have uh, the flap on my hand that uh, was from a mouse trap. Um, it looks really cool, and any palm reader that looks at it will look at it and be like, what? (laughs) Because it's really weird looking, and, um, yeah, so, like, you know, like I said, I'm a changed person because of, uh, doing hardcore matches, not only just physically, but, like, mentally and, like, you know, sense of self and shit like that.
2: It seems like physically you've come out pretty unscathed from doing death matches, like, other than, you know, your scars and stuff, you haven't had any, like, surgical needs which is good
0: i'm sorry could you could you please repeat that
2: um it seems like you came out pretty unscathed like you didn't have to have any surgeries or anything
0: no i was very i'm i'm even to this day very lucky that uh i've never had to have stitches or uh anything like that wow. and um there's a there's a small um uh saying in the deathmatch community that not everyone follows but some of us are you know a little bit uh you know stingy on is uh, stitches are for bitches wear the scar um (laughs) and uh you know i i abide by that uh whenever i can and so far i've been super fortunate to not have to you know go to the hospital
2: (laughs) good Uh, and if anybody wants to to take a look on kyle's instagram after his triple threat match for the cpw canadian heritage title you can see the war wounds that he has on him from being beaten by his own bat.
0: I'd like to, I'd like to thank uh, Ryan Rogan for that uh, nice little scar that I have next to my nipple. Thanks to him for uh, the uh, li- the lip of my monster can bat connecting <laughs> it's so ridiculously hard. <laughs> well,
2: well, at that show, I know that was it was a little rough to to say the least, and for an hour. I walked around with Kyle to make sure while the kid was puking in the sink, making sure that he was getting hydrated and making phone calls for people to come make sure he was okay.
0: Shout out to Chris for doing that for me and shout out to Jason Chase for bringing me a bottle of water and a joint.
1: Priorities.
0: But yeah, I was really messed up after that. And shout out to Pat, the guy who drove me home. Uh, after that who had to pull over uh a couple times so that I could uh puke and took the 407 so that we got home quicker and had to fucking uh sorry if I'm swearing um no, that's fine. and had to um uh clean his car after because I was puking in my backpack
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> trying to, like,
0: yeah trying to like keep it like like out of everything or whatever but like what I didn't realize was that that stuff leaks out the bottom. <laughs> so, yeah, Poor Pat had to go to the car wash after, but he didn't mind, you know. He was he saw that I was the one suffering, so it was
1: all good. <laughs> yeah, we had uh Jason Chase on the podcast. What was it? Last time or time before? Yeah, last time. Last time, yeah.
2: Yeah. Jason Chase was our our previous interview
0: Right on. He, he's great. He's so awesome. I love Greg.
2: If you were not in wrestling, what do you think you'd be doing?
0: Oh shit. Um, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things I wanted to your do. Your mom before I discovered wrestling. What's that?
2: Oh, Matt was just making fun of you and saying your mom.
1: Oh. Ah. <laughs> You're funny. He <laughs> you
2: thinks so. Well legit though. Like I don't know what I would do. Like,
0: um I worked in a restaurant for a second. Like I work as a as a night shift clerk at a uh, Circle K, you know. Stuff like that. Like uh I'd probably have like a menial job, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> With Just like
0: you. like very little hobbies. Like you know what I mean? I feel like I'd have a very boring existence without wrestling. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I don't know, maybe go to school and become a better person. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, become a, a, a productive member of society, perhaps.
2: <laughs> okay, here's another question from Sarah. What is the worst thing you've been hit with? And that was your question. I just wrote oh. it down for you. Okay, it was my question.
0: <laughs> the worst thing I've been hit with. Um, oh, my God, there's so many. Um, 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 um I would say gusset plates like their immediate blood like there's no escaping it there's um you know what looks like acne scars you know what i mean uh on your forehead you know or wherever you happen to get stuck by them and stuff um actually um i can kind of i can give this away sort of um at one point uh during a match i i uh had a gusset plate board like a board that had like five or six gussets on it uh hot glued to it right so um and there was this dolly a four wheel dolly like the kind where like a mechanic would like lay on to go under the car and shit yeah. and um my opponent put the gusset board on the dolly and it was nowhere north and it was in windsor and we were wrestling in a uh, a bowl shaped uh uh skate ramp right for like skateboarding <laughs> So, um, this, this opponent of mine, uh, tossed me onto this, uh, board of gussets with wheels um bar like b- barroom style like a, like a like a bouncer would yeah. and just fucking sent me like up this ramp and I tore my all front like my nipple was all torn up and like you know uh my whole front was like my shirt ripped like you know what I mean? Like this like it was a whole thing. And uh like I come back and I like list and I stand up and like there's just all this blood on my like front torso and there were girls in the in the small audience that just were just standing there just holding their like you know chest like you know with the with the most wincy faces you've ever seen sarah's so doing it right now we're bleeding it was terrible <laughs> so i would say gussets like combined like all the like you know stories i have about gusset plates. i would say they've been the worst
2: not the uh the thumbtack bat that aiden rain hit you with Legitimately,
0: I wrestled the rest of that match that happened during like the first five minutes or five minutes of that match. And I wrestled the rest of the time with those thumbtacks sticking out of my head. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, honestly the adrenaline was so much. I barely felt it like, you know, and then I did, at one point you, you do see my rage come out actually when I uh retaliate with my own uh thumbtack monster bat. Um that was hundred percent real. Like I loved Aiden Rain and real like, you know, like and everything. Like we're we're boys after that match and shit. Everything's good, we're cool and, and we're good friends. But like I was pissed. <laughs> that shit hurt. <laughs>
2: yeah. What? But yeah. I
0: got him back, so we're all good. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay, here's one for you, and I kind of know the answer to this, but I think everybody will get a big laugh out of it. What is one of the weirdest gifts you've been given by a fan?
0: I know why you asked this question. (laughs) (laughs) I don't
2: know how PG this podcast is. We're we're rated X, man.
0: Okay, cool. Okay. So, yeah, no, I've been, B, worse, for I've been you know, worried about saying fuck. Okay. <laughs> so, so okay, so the best gift I was ever given from a fan um was definitely um uh what oh, oh, my god, okay. Um it was the awesome. WrestleMania and it was after my match. I'm sta- I'm covered in blood, okay? And um uh Kaufman, he gives me a box, okay? Yep. And he- <laughs> And I'm like, what is in this box? So I open it up and, uh, it's legitimately a glow in the dark, uh, bong. Oh, that is right. shaped like a penis there no. we go yeah. with balls and all <laughs> it's, it's great <laughs> so i was walking around with it i was like using it as a microphone like the, the the head of the of the cock actually comes off and that's how you like you know fill it with water and whatever and clean it <laughs> so like i was like putting like the head up to like you know uh, other people's faces and stuff and like i would like use it as a microphone and like there's a really fun picture of uh, Tyler tyler arrow and i where uh he's standing there covered in blood and i got like you know the bong like right by his pelvis and i'm like down on my knee <laughs> it's really good <laughs> but yeah that uh that gift is awesome and it went to uh quebec with me and uh the best part was when tyler hill before our match that um or it was after the match uh that he said kyle uh you gotta come outside oh and bring the dick (laughs) 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 and there were these quebec dudes that were chilling uh you know taking their gear off and whatever right and you know english isn't their first language but they heard dicks right (laughs) so like you know i grab uh, my bag and like you know go outside and at one point there were quebec dudes that came out and just saw us you know essentially sucking the dick outside right
2: <laughs> and that's how we refer to it from here on out is like you won't go outside and suck some dick
1: <laughs>
2: i was at i was at the WrestleMania show and like that as soon as we seen it like all the fans outside were like what the fuck are you doing walking around with a giant green dick
0: I had a monster in one hand, a beer in the other hand, and I had like the dick like resting like in between like my shoulder blade and my, my and my bicep, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just resting there,
2: just coming along with me
0: wherever I went. <laughs> now, it was great.
2: <laughs> now a lot of people don't know, and if they do check you out on YouTube and stuff like that, they'll see that you have this ongoing rivalry with. A gentleman um, that we keep referencing on this podcast, Chad, uh, or Warhead, um, as a lot of people know him in the industry as is Warhead. Or
0: Forehead, as I like to refer to him as.
2: What started this beef?
0: What? <laughs> What didn't start this beef? Are you kidding me? I came after him. The very first thing I did was come after him in No Ring North. I made that promo challenging him, and his ego couldn't take it, and he just had to challenge me to a match, right? So we have it. We had the match. And then what happens is ego gets the best of him again. He thinks he has me. And then what happens before is he has pissed off, MC Hardbody. So then he had been just like chosen to take revenge on him during this match, which then allowed me to pick up the victory. And since then, if you look at his record in no ring North, he has never won a match in no ring North. and, I like to think that it's because I live in his head rent-free. He absolutely hates the fact that I beat him and hates all that, and ha- and has tried to distract himself since then with things like putting himself up against you know younger talent, like guys like Travis Moore, guys like Tyler Arrow. You know what I mean? He's done things like book himself in the main event with the drawing talent like Rene Dupree. He's done things like book himself in the title match in the main event with Matt Cash. And that, in my opinion was the last straw so that is why at the end of WrestleMania, you saw me take a pane of glass and toss it directly into his face and sh- and cause him to lose the match and then since then he's chosen to do things like go to las vegas go to concerts go to new food places do whatever he's doing and not put on a show to shut me up so that's his own fault okay, is that there was no No Ring North for an entire year. Why? Because Warhead's all butthurt that Kyle threw glass in his face. Oh, I don't want to give Kyle anything, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to give Kyle the opportunity. I don't want to give Kyle the opportunity. I'm Warhead. Do you not hear my Warhead voice? Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, to put the syrup on the on the pancake, if you will He won't ever give me a chance At the No Ring North Hybrid title that I want so bad And he won't let me in the Deathproof Tournament Which I've wanted since I was 19 years old, okay I've always wanted to be in a Deathproof Tournament And he is keeping that away from me And in my opinion, that's the biggest travesty of all. And the fact that he can't face the fact that he just hates that I beat him. And if he wants to change that, maybe he should try to beat me. Instead of running off to Las Vegas and doing all these things that he wants to do, maybe he should try to shut me up. And that that is my beef with with Warhead, okay? Or Forehead, as I like to refer to him as. Because because why... Like...
2: See Chris, you've got be all flustered. <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry, sorry. I didn't didn't mean to to bring up bad juju. <laughs> it's not bad juju. It's just that uh, it's a personal issue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, if you could have a match with one person, death proof, uh, or um, death match or any match, any match with um a singles match, who would it be? Damn it. This is so hard to answer. Um,
0: ah, shit. If I was to have, like, a dream deathmatch, it would be against Jun Kasak, obviously. I would do anything in within my human ability to have, like, a great match with him. Like, there would be no doubt about anything, and there would be shit that you've never seen, like, any Canadian guy do in your whole life. And, like, maybe maybe Sexy Eddie and Green Phantom did it because they're the OGs. And Viking and, like, Lufisto, they're the OGs. But, like, I'm telling you, like, like if, if you saw that Kyle versus Junkasai, it would probably be, like, incredible spectacle. Because if my career ended after that
2: match, I wouldn't give a fuck.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> would you ever want to work Madman Pondo again one-on-one? You absolutely know that I would. That, that would be
0: the absolute second. Because that in my opinion, isn't necessarily as out of the question as June Kasai may be because he is in another country on the other side of the world. Madman Pondo, on the other hand, is only in the United States. So I have like a better chance. Not I'm saying not saying that it'll ever happen or like, you know, but I would really like it to, but I do have a better chance because of location, 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 of perhaps fulfilling that dream, uh faster than the jade kasai one but yeah if there was going to be a second one uh that you would ask me it would definitely be madman pongo for sure
2: how did the jim Cornette promo come about
0: (laughs) okay you need to tell me from your perspective what do you think
2: i don't know that's why i'm asking all i seen (laughs) was a promo cut by jim Cornette online and he's ripping you a new ass (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay so there's this thing i used to do because i had a good job at the time so i was able to kind of pay for this sort of thing where um i paid for cameos and stuff to uh for guys so that i could uh, build promos about myself around them and to differentiate myself from other guys that may want to you know put themselves over or, or say positive things my whole thing is fuck you, Kyle. So I wanted everybody to basically be like fuck you, Kyle. So you'll see a few videos like that on my uh, on my YouTube. And then uh, one of them is uh, the culmination is uh, Jim Cornette because the whole story was that I was looking for my dad, looking for my dad, and then PD Skills actually got the cameo from Jim Cornette to. uh you know, send, you know, me a message and stuff like that in the worst way possible. And that's through the voice of Jim Cornette. So it was PD Skills that ribbed me into believing that Jim Cornette was my father all along. Right. And then yeah. at one point during a, a match with PD Skills at the Live Nowhere North event, he says, it's not Jim Cornette. You know what I mean? Like, blah, blah, blah. And like the fans are chanting, he's your dad now. Like, you know, PD Skills. <laughs> so that was a whole um, entry in that. Uh, you know, uh, feud and whatnot. And then what I ended up doing when I was bored one night is taking the audio from that cameo of Jim Cornette and, uh, Splicing in uh, some clips from Jim Cornette's podcast and then uh, a little bit of clips of uh, Brian Last laughing, uh, which there's a lot of those. You can you can search up a six-minute video of just Brian Last laughing. It's kind of hilarious. So I just took little samples from that and put it all together, and it made it seem like it was just a part of Jim Cornette's podcast. And then, you know, I put it out as, you know, deleted audio from Jim Cornett's podcast, source redacted, you know what I mean? Just And it was literally just as a little bit of a goof. But then I started getting messages from dudes being like, oh, my God, you heard Cornette? That's so cool. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is from like two years ago. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, when I first heard it, I thought it was like something that happened uh, just recently because, unfortunately, I haven't seen you in... Since uh, jeez, last summer, I have not yes, it's been a minute. Yeah, so I haven't seen any like a, other than WrestleMania was the last show that I seen you at actually.
0: Right, right, and then that was that was May. So yeah, yeah.
2: Because uh, we were supposed to have the show CPW was supposed to have the show in June, and unfortunately, you weren't able to make it to that show. Because I think you. That's right had to work or you were booked on another show or something and then i don't
0: remember why i wasn't there but it was for a good reason i know that
2: <laughs> yeah and then um then russ there was um the show in october that unfortunately never happened also but right right we don't talk about that <laughs> yeah we don't talk about that but uh yeah um is we're coming up on the last ten minutes. Is there anything that you'd like to plug, like your Instagram, your YouTube. Facebook, YouTube, all that shit?
0: Um, I don't know. My my
2: my Instagram's
0: at yeah, that Kyle. um, y a thatkyle. Um, and then like my YouTube uh, is just thatkyle, and it has like a full matches section and all that and whatever. Um and all the videos that I've been talking about for the last hour and whatever. And you can find those there. Um, uh, I don't have like a Twitter or anything. Um, I don't have anything else really. Um, I don't know. Donate to the Trevor project, I guess. I don't know. Um, um, let me think. Uh, April 8th in Coburg, uh new frontier. I'm um, part of that show. Um, let me see. Um, as of right now, the Deathproof Tournament is May 27th in Brantford at Spot One Grill and Music Hall. And as of now, I'm not part of the tournament, sadly. but that is a couple months away. There's a lot of things that can happen in between, a lot of phone calls that can be made, a lot of things that can be done, you know, a lot of bribery that can be done, a lot of, you know, persuasion. A As lot of, you know, um, inciting of, you know, murderous rage to which the person can't deny the fact of that they just want to beat this person up and uh, just can't, you know, you, you may see me there. You may not. So, it all depends on you, Forehead.
2: <laughs> so all of our listeners, you hear that? Get on there and start tweeting that promotion and get Kyle, that Kyle, on that uh, tournament.
0: That's, legit blow them up like blow it up in. that's all you want oh, is that my... kyle in the death proof tournament
2: <laughs> and that's uh the no ring north or no death proof show that's, it is death proof it is, it is uh death death proof. Proof. presented by uh new frontier which just shows that warhead
0: can't even pay for his own shows which <laughs> oh i didn't say that i didn't say that nobody said edit that out I didn't say that.
2: <laughs> we, we, we will make sure. That... I
0: definitely said that. No, I did say it. I don't care. I hope he hears it. <laughs> Put me in
2: the tournament, son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything else that you can think of, Matt? All right. All uh, right. Thank you again for uh, doing the interview, Kyle. And uh, I can't wait to see you again, buddy. Hopefully, if uh, things work out the way they are, I'll see you May 27th.
0: Fingers crossed.
2: All right. Thank you again.
0: Thank you.